There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the Tuesday edition of the podcast. I'm certainly thankful for each of you listening. Thankful for all of you that have contacted us about the podcast and how the Lord has helped you through it. It's not in vain. We thank the Lord for that. Sometimes in ministry, you feel like the things you're doing are in vain. But we've had folks say that the Lord's helped them, revealed the Word of God to them. We certainly rejoice in that. So on this Tuesday edition of the podcast, we would first just announce quickly that we will be in Tremont tonight. That's the Tremont Baptist Church. That's in Seal Cove, Maine. And we'll be there at 6.30 tonight and as well as tomorrow night again at 6.30. And then beginning on Sunday. And they'll be there all through Friday. The entire week will be up in Linden, Vermont. And so we are looking forward to that meeting. If you're interested, just contact us. We can give you the information, the directions. But pray for the McVeigh family. We're on the road now for a little bit over a week. And uh, the Lord has strengthened us. The Lord has helped us. We certainly are thankful for that. But we still have a long road to go for the next couple of weeks. And so pray for this podcast. Pray the Lord will just help us. And we're starting Job 28 again today where we left off and uh, this is a continuation of what the Word of God says, Job speaking in a parable. And this is Job identifying the things. And really, uh, my Bible tells me in the top, it says, wisdom is an excellent gift of God. But then what we see in the beginning of this chapter is Job is telling us all the places that the Lord is and the workings of the Lord is how I view that. I see that. And then he tells us where you find wisdom. And so we'd like to just touch the first part of this, and we'll try to get down uh, to verse 12, where he says, where, you know, but where shall wisdom be found? And then, uh, Lord willing, tomorrow we can answer that question on the podcast. But again, this is a parable, and these are things hard to be understood. It's taken a lot of wrestling with this. I'm very hesitant with some of this because I don't have the understanding I would like to have, uh, yet we're plugging away on the podcast. We're pushing forward, and so I'm going to go ahead and preach what I do have on this and pray the Lord will bless it, and maybe that the Holy Ghost would open your ears to hear what you need out of this podcast. That's what we rely on, that God would show you the things that you personally need, and as I preach, the Lord would show me the things that I personally need. He said, surely there's a vein for the silver and a place for gold where they find it. And again, it's not find, it's fine. That's where they take the gold and the silver. I, I am very interested in those types of things. I'm interested in geology, only in the sense of finding gems and how to locate gems and geodes and gold and silver and things like that. And I find it very fascinating. But the process of smelting gold is a very serious process. It's one uh, that you must know how to do, yet God has given man wisdom to do that. But there is a vein where you find it. He said there is a vein for the silver, a place for gold where they find it. They go and they take that vein where the silver is, and they take the gold and the silver, and they take it to another place, and they heat it, and they find it. And then he says, iron is taken out of the earth, and brass is molten out of the stone. So again, he gives more understanding. He's speaking a parable. 
These are things I don't know any more than just the surface, to be honest with you. I hope some of you have light on that will contact us. But what we're seeing here is he's beginning to give a description of the things in the earth, the things that God has wonderfully made, the things that God has given us. Yet men have that ability to take that brass out of that stone. Men have the ability to take that iron to make things with it. We're in a day now when chemical compounds have become so serious uh, that uh, men can take chemicals and mix them with iron, mix them with other elements, and actually change the very facets, the very uh, the very properties of that steel, that iron, whatever they have made. And it's such an interesting thing to me how metallurgists work and they examine these things and change these things. And we have more technologically advanced metal than we've ever had. Yet there are things that were made out of iron thousands of years ago that are still in existence. And that's a wonderful thing. And uh, most of it today, of course, is not made in the U.S. It's made in China, and those things don't last but a year or two. But we have things that the Romans made, things that the Spaniards made, the Portuguese made, that are thousands of years old. Why? Because God brought them out of the earth. God gave them to us to use. God gave that man wisdom how to take that brass and get it out of the earth and use it. And, of course, we see that in the tabernacle. We see that God took earthly things, and God took earthly things and fashioned them. And God made them what they are. And by the way, God put that on earth because those are things that are patterns of the heavenlies. And so we know there's brass in heaven. We know there's gold in heaven. We know those precious stones are in heaven. And God has done that for us. Part of that is to reveal him. There is no doubt part of this scripture is that men would see God for who he is. They are such a small God today in the eyes of men because of religion and religion's little minuscule God that can't deliver folks and can't redeem them and can't change them and can't make them a new creature. And so part of this is to convince men, no doubt, that they have an understanding of God. God put these things in the earth. God gave the wisdom to man to work these things. And then he said in verse 4, the flood breaketh out from the inhabitant. Even the waters forgotten of the foot, they are dried up, they are gone away from men. And so, again, the Lord knows these things. Even the water that's dried up, it's gone. But God knows these things. He knows where they are, what they are for. As for the earth, out of it cometh bread, and under it is turned up as it were fire. And, again, that kind of settles the debate about the heart of the earth, the things that are turned up in the earth. It says fire. How does God give bread out of the earth? Well, he provides the earth to give nutrients to the wheat and nutrients to the barley and that they can grow. And God does that. He's wonderfully done that, that he can give us bread from out of the earth. He gives that plowman wisdom to plow, gives that plowman wisdom to cast his seed, to sow his seed, to put in his seed. And that it's God that gives that wisdom. And therefore, God gives understanding of these things to men that they might have bread to eat. God gives understanding that they might have metals to find. God gives them understanding of the things that these things came from God. I realize that evolution has taught that, you know, men slowly evolved into these things and they slowly learned fire and they slowly learned iron. And that's just all theory. It's just illogical for one thing. It's absolutely antichrist and against scripture. Uh, men just didn't gradually learn these things. No, God made it. So God gave him wisdom to understand. that what That is what makes us can I say on this wise, the human race, when God created man and breathed into him the nostrils, the breath of life, he became a living soul. With that came wisdom far above the animals. You don't see monkeys taking gold out of the earth and finding it. You don't see monkeys taking brass out of the earth and making something from it. What you do see monkeys doing is flinging dung at each other. And they may be your relatives, but they're not my relatives, although sometimes you wonder about those things. And so what we see now is God's wisdom and how he's given it to man. And then you see the stones of it, 
that's the thing that's turned up in the earth, are the place of sapphires, and it hath dust of gold. It's interesting. I watched a man recently. He said, how much gold is in sand on the beach? And he was in a place that's known for washing up little particles of gold. He was on a part of Lake Superior where there's several rivers that run in from Michigan and Minnesota, both that run in that area. And so he would go up in the, and find the layers that you need to find. And he was running his sluice up there. And after sluicing all day, he came up with almost a quarter ounce of pure gold. And, and right there in the sands of the beach. Why? Because the earth gives this up. Just like gems. If you want to go look, I believe it was probably far more in abundance But until men began to collect them. But if you know what you're doing, you can go find marvelous gems in this earth. As a state park in Arkansas, you can go find diamonds. There's places in Colorado, you can go find beautiful stones. There's places in Pennsylvania, you can find amethyst and geodes and quartz crystals. And all of these things are turned up in the earth. You can find sapphires in North Carolina. Uh, in fact, very near Statesville, there's a sapphire ruby mine. You can go, you can get buckets of earth and search for those things. God turns these up, and God has reveals these to men. God has taught men to have, have the wisdom, to how to mine these things and to find these things. He's in, then he said, there is a path which no fowl knoweth, and which the vulture's eye hath not seen. The lion's whelps have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. What is that path? Well, it's a path the Lord is speaking of here that he has laid. It is a path for men, I believe. I believe it's for a way of a man. And God has laid that path. And again, animals can't see that path. They can understand that. I was in the woods recently with the children. Uh, we were in upstate Pennsylvania. And I was showing them deer trails in the woods and how the deer used them. They were pretty fascinated with that. And just then a rabbit bolted down the deer trail. And my daughter said, Daddy, there's a bunny trail. And I had to laugh because I thought a little bunny foo-foo hopping through the forest. But the bunny trail is a path they've laid. The animals don't understand the paths that God has laid for man. It's a completely different thing. They use paths for safety. They use paths for food. They use paths as a direct source to water. But God lays paths for a man that are far above that. His ways exceed those ways. His ways are far wiser than those ways. God establishes a path for a man that even the lion's whelps can't draw. The fierce lion passed by it. He didn't see that path. But God sets that path for man. And then he putteth forth his hand upon the rock. He overturneth the mountains by the roots. That's the goodness of God. That's God revealing himself. When you see the earthquake, you see mountains tumble, rocks slide. You could put any one of these categories. You see the mercies of God. You see the workings of God. And Job is speaking this in a parable, but he's making it spiritual so that we can understand that God's work is not our work. God's ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than above our ways. But yet God is revealing himself through these things. And so can a man be just with God? Yes, he can. Why? Because God is a justifier of man. And through Jesus Christ, a man can be just with God. Through Jesus Christ, a man can know God. He can know the way of God. He can know the path of God. He goes on and says in verse 10, he cutteth out rivers among the rocks and his eye seeth every precious thing. That's the eyes of the Lord. They're in every place. He bindeth the floods from overflowing, and the thing that is hid bringeth he forth to light. Why? Because that's the working of God. And so there are things that God hides, things God brings to light. Things that are buried, God uncovers them. Things in the earth, God exposes them. I believe here in this parable, that's the parallel that God is drawing for us to understand is that all of these things are of God, all of these things God brings to light, all of these things God reveals to man, so God also does with man. 
God searches deep down inside and pulls these things out of man, reveals these things in man. He reveals his thinking. He reveals his heart. He reveals his ways. All these things that God has done, it's a marvelous working of God. We're at the place now with church that you have to tell people that thing that's nagging at you is conviction. That thing that's troubling you is conviction. They have no idea that's God stirring in them. They just know preaching is uncomfortable. It's awkward. They're miserable. They sit there in angst every day. And it's a marvelous working of God. It is God trying to reveal to them that they need him. And you have to explain that to people because they don't understand conviction. They don't know today that they're under conviction. They don't realize they're under conviction. They just know something's bothering them, and it comes when the Word of God is revealed. What is it? That's God deep down in the heart searching out the things that he has put there. That's that candle of the Lord searching the inward parts of the belly. And God is trying to reveal the very inner parts of man to him. And God does that as a mercy to man that man might repent. And then the Word of God tells us in verse 12 of this, But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Those two go hand in hand. We know lockstep in the book of Proverbs, and uh, the Proverbs deal with this, wisdom and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And we just see that pattern throughout Scripture. Wisdom, and once you get wisdom, you can find understanding. And so God is teaching us this through Job, through the parable that Job is speaking. Do men have wisdom to do those things he spake of? Yes. Does he know that God establishes the water course? Yes, he does. Does he know that God can bring brass out of the earth? Yes, man does know that. Does he know that God can overturn mountains? Yes, he does. Does he know that his eye seeth every precious thing? Does he know that the thing that is hid bringeth he forth to light? Well, when man figures that out, he's probably closer to understanding. This is part of the wisdom of God. May God uncover those hidden things, those secret things, and reveal his dear son to us and to bring us into the light that we can see the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it won't happen until those hidden things are dug up. It won't happen until those things are brought out of us. This is the parable in which Job speaks. Lord willing, we'll continue this parable the rest of the chapter tomorrow. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.